This morning's gospel lesson comes from Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 24. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, we welcome you today in worship. For those who are worshiping with us for the first time, it's good to have you. And for those who are worshiping with us online, welcome again. We're continuing our series, Room at the Table for You. And as I thought about the series, I remember that it was one Saturday morning, I was at the back of the church. We were having a youth fun day, and I saw this gentleman sitting on a wooden stump that was an old tree that the rains had knocked over. I said hello to him and thanked him for taking the equipment. He was the one who brought all the stuff that the children would have been using. And for some reason, we struck up a conversation and he started talking to me. He said, you know, I was a Christian. He said, I was very active in my church as a young man and I grew in my faith. But at some point, I kind of wandered away, and I got farther and farther away from what I had known. He said, I did some things I know I shouldn't have done, and been some places I shouldn't have gone, and the years have not been kind to me. 
I stood and I listened to him and I said, we have all, we have all done things and we have all been places and we have all had our share of that. He said to me, you know, the question I really have is, will God forgive me? Will the church accept me? And I stood there with him and had a brief conversation based on the questions that he had, but when I walked away, the questions stayed with me. These were important questions that he had. He knew what he had done. He knew where he had been. But these were the questions he had. Would I be forgiven? Would I be welcomed? And I truly believe that these are the same questions that many of us have today. There are so many persons asking these same questions. Will God forgive me? Will the church welcome me? In our gospel reading today, we hear Jesus telling this, the parable of the lost son. He told the parable because he was being criticized by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law because they said he welcomes sinners and he eats with them. So Jesus told them three parables. Now a parable really is not necessarily something that happened, but it's a simple story used to illustrate a moral lesson or a, or a spiritual lesson. And if you go earlier into this chapter of, of, of Luke 15, you will hear the, the first two parables that Jesus told to the religious leaders. At the start, he, he tells about the man who had a sheep and the sheep got lost and the, the man left the 99 and went and searched for that one sheep. The second is about a woman who had a coin. She had 10 coins, as a matter of fact, and one got lost, and the woman carefully searched her house until she found the one coin that was lost. And then the third parable, which is what we're focusing on today, the son who was lost. Now, before I go any further, there is something to note about all of these three parables. Each of these parables is about something or someone that was lost. Each of these parables was about something or someone that was lost. But what is even more important to note is that all three that were lost belonged to someone. All three that were lost were of great value, were of great worth to their owners. All three. And you may ask me how I know this, Pastor Carolyn, but like I said, the sheep that was lost, the owner left the 99 and went hunting for that lost sheep. And when he found it, he took it home. The coin that was lost was carefully searched for by the woman who had lost the coin. And the other thing that is important to note is that when all three were found, when all three were back where they, were, they belonged, there was great celebration. That which was lost is now found. They're back to where they belong, or better yet, they're back to whom they belong. In the third parable, the one we're focusing on, we hear the parable of a young man who was curious about the wider world. He was curious about what was happening beyond where he lived, be it in a village or just a neighborhood. He was curious about the wider world. 
but we also hear about a father. A father whose love was not limited to his children getting it right. We also hear about a father, a father whose compassion and love was greater than his children's mistakes and faults. In this parable, Jesus tell the story, tells the story of a father who had two sons. And at some point, the younger son said, Dad, you know, I have, I've been on the farm for a while. I've been in the village for a while. And, and I would like my inheritance. I would like my share of the inheritance. And so the father gave it to him. And at some point, this younger son took all that he had and he left his father's home. He left the village and he went to a far country. And while he was there in that far country, yes, he, he did not make the best of choices or the wisest of choices. He spent his money probably too quickly and in, in ways that he shouldn't have until there was nothing left. The friends he thought he had were no longer there when the money was gone. Isn't that strange how sometimes the people you thought you were, were your friends when hard times fall upon you, your friends are no longer around? The friends he thought he had or the friends he made when he had money were no longer around. And in addition to everything that had already gone wrong with him, there was a shortage of food in the country. There was a famine. And so this young man had hit rock bottom. Rock, rock bottom. He was now destitute. He didn't know what to do and so eventually he ended up finding a job with a man to feed the man's pigs. He had nowhere to go. He had no one to turn to. The life he thought he would have had turned out to be different. You know how it goes. When you're 18, 19, you plan on how you're going to be. You're going to be wealthy. You're going to have all the money. You're going to travel. You're going to see the world. You're going to do things. You're going to be famous. People are going to know my name. People will know who Carolyn Stevens is, right? We, we plan our lives. And, and we try, most of us, we try to work towards those plans. The adventures and the experiences he had dreamed of and, and dreamed about did not last. And he was left broken and disillusioned. He eventually ended up feeding pigs. But at some point, at some point, this young man realized the contrast of the situation he was in. There he was, broken, hungry, feeding pigs, while his father had servants who were living and eating better than he was. And so what did he do? You know, I, I can't imagine this young man thinking to himself, how did I end up here? How, how did I wander so far from what I had known? How did I leave what I had? My mom would tell us as children growing up, you never know what you have until you lose it. Did your parents tell you that? My mom would tell us that all the time because we would complain, we don't want this, we don't want that, we don't want to eat this, we don't want to go there. And she would say, girls, you will never know what you have until you lose it. I can imagine this young man didn't realize what he had until he lost it. And so there he was, feeding pigs. And then it came to him. And I can imagine as he was thinking how my father's servants live and, and the situation that I'm in, he says, you know, 
I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and go back to where I'm from. I'm going to get up and go to the one to whom I belong. I'm going to go home. And I can imagine as he's walking, he's thinking in his mind what he's going to say to his father because he had left home. I can imagine he was nervous. I can imagine he was worried. How would he be received? Will he be forgiven? Will he be accepted? But he kept on walking nonetheless. I can imagine the things that were going through his mind as he was walking home. He made his way home. What will they say? What will they do when they see me? And he kept on walking. And, and it tells us that when he was quite a distance away, the father saw him. And the father ran to him, threw his arms around him and hugged him, kissed him on his cheek. Every time I, I, I read that portion, my heart, my heart just grows a little bit larger. The father saw him from a distance and, and ran to him, threw his arms around him, kissed him, hugged him tightly. Here is the son. The son who probably did not call. We know there weren't telephones in those times. The son who probably did not text. The son who did not send a note. Here he was showing up. Here was the son, the one who left home with all his inheritance, the one whom the father may have thought was dead, was standing here in the flesh before the father. Oh, how happy the father had to have been. How, how emotional. I can imagine tears streaming down his face as he hugged this boy who had left home. My mom would tell us, I love all of you. And one day you'll grow up, but when you grow up, you're still my children. I can imagine for the father, even though the son had grown up, he was still his son, he was still his child, and he hugged him and kissed him, welcomed him home and threw a party for him. Now I must say there is nothing unusual about the son wanting to go and see the world. We know the story, yes? And, and we may be quick to pass judgment and say he was foolish, he was a spendthrift, he was ungrateful. We preachers, we have not done a good job of talking about the son. We, we make him out to be you know, just this bad person and like he has done what seems to be the unthinkable and he was deserving of even far worse. But if you and I are going to be honest, if we are going to be honest, those who are physically here in the sanctuary and, and those who are watching online, if we're going to be honest, the truth is all of us have wondered at one point or the other in our lives. Each and every one of us. Some of us may not have left physically, but we clocked out and we left with our hearts. All of us at some point or the other in our lives, we have gotten lost along the way, if we are going to be honest. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but all of us, at one point or the other, all of us have wandered. All of us have gotten lost. 
Each one of us, we have lost our way. But the truth of the matter is as I read these stories and I read the parables over and over and over again, I realized that Jesus was not just telling the parables or in the parables, in the parables themselves, it's not just about us. It's not just about that which was lost. The story is not just about the coin or the sheep or the son. The story is also about God. The story is also about the owner. The story is also about the father. You see, the story is about the love and the compassion that the father had for the son. The value the sheep and the coin had to their owners. The importance of the son to the father. The story is not just about us. As a matter of fact, this parable, Jesus begins by saying, one day a father had. And where we stopped in the reading of the gospel this morning, we ended with the father throwing a, throwing a party. The father booked end the son. In all his wanderings, in all him being lost, the father with a compassionate and loving heart bookend the son. We have focused on the son too long and we should really turn our attention to the father. The father in love welcomed the son, welcoming home. You see, Jesus tells this parable to the religious leaders to move them away from right and wrong, to move them away from the, the legalistic ways that their minds work. Jesus wanted them not to see the picture just in black and white, but to see God's heart. A heart of compassion, even when we have wandered away. A heart of compassion, even when we think we know what is best for our lives and we get lost along the way. God's heart is always for us and after us. God's heart is always seeking us, even when we go astray. Now, Jesus wanted them to see differently from how they have always been seen. And I know that more times than not, we think we see with our eyes, but truly we see with our hearts. And I know the scientists and the doctors may say, Carolyn, you're wrong, but, but let me explain it. Our eyes may look and capture a picture or images, but how we perceive it, it's really with our hearts. Let me tell you a story. I went to Piedmont Park several months ago and I saw this dad with a stroller pushing a baby and a little boy no more than five, if that old, beside him. And the father got to this grassy area and as they were passing, there were some ducks. And if you've ever been to Piedmont Park, you know there are ducks in that water there. And the little boy saw the ducks and he wanted to go over, but the dad was like, no, we're going this way. And the father pushed the, the stroller and got to a certain spot and he stopped and pushed the thing down to keep the, tro the, tro the stroller from rolling away and he took out a blanket. And I think he was gonna spread the blanket down so they could all sit, but for some reason, for just for a brief minute, he took his eyes off his son. And the little boy ran to where the ducks were. And when he got there, I think he may have stretched his hands out, but all I heard was just this loud sound of ducks going crazy. And the little boy screamed, and the father heard him. 
And the father left the stroller and ran to him. And the little boy ran to his dad. And he was just screaming. And his face got red. And his father ran and grabbed him and hugged him and said, Buddy, are you okay? And he was just going on. It was one of the most touching scenes I've seen. But if your eyes capture that image, you mostly would just simply perceive a little boy who was disobedient, who ran away when his father wasn't looking to touch the ducks. The ducks scared him and he ran back. But if you really see with your heart, you will see a father who loved his son so much that even when his son wandered away, the first thing to the father was to ensure that the son was okay. The first thing that was at the father's heart was to make sure that his son, whom he loved dearly, was not hurt. I did not hear a criticism. I did not hear, didn't I tell you to stay right here? He hugged him. And then he realized it was just the ducks. And he walked him back to the stroller. If we see with our hearts, it will change our disposition to life and to the condition of others. If we see with our hearts, it will change how we'll respond to the needs of those around us and it will certainly allow us to welcome those who are on the outside. This morning I say when you feel lost, when you have been misled by the glitters of the world and when you have been misled by even the desires you have to be curious about the world, God's arms are open open wide welcome you home. God's arms are so widely open for you telling you to come home. There's a place at the table for you. If you have been searching, if you have been searching and, and, and searching for the meaning of life, if you have traveled far and wide thinking you will have the mysteries solve about what life's meaning is and you end up still being disillusioned, you end up not finding the answer, God's arms are open wide welcoming you home. There is a place at the table for you. If you had worked hard all your life thinking your career would have given you that fulfillment that you had desired, if you had turned away from what you had known, the church you had loved, God's arms are still open wide, welcoming you home. There is a place at the table for you. There is a place at the table for you. Last week, Sunday, we went to the baseball game at Trist Park. There were about 17, 17 of us from the church. And we carpooled, and as I was driving, I saw this pickup truck, and there was just this little thing on the back of the truck. And when I held my face over and looked closely, it said, I am whomsoever, John 3, verse 16. And it took me a second to think about it, but when I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh. And I said, Robert, grab my phone. Can you take a picture of that for me? The back of the truck said, I am whomsoever. John 3, verse 16. Jesus told them, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish. And here was this, this statement of faith, I am whosoever. Today I say to you, whosoever you are, if you have wandered away, Yes, if the church had hurt you, if you are lost, whatever the situation may be, there is room at the table for you. 
and God's arms are open wide, welcoming you home. Amen.